All right. Uh, so these are just things I saw, I guess, within the last two weeks and stuff. Okay. Most of them are old movies because that's all I tend to watch sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a limited <laughs> amount of time to watch stuff, yeah. and I want to watch something that I don't want to watch. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I start off with uh, I saw Val last Saturday, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Now that's and, a doc um, that I really liked, my boy. I want to see that. I haven't seen it. Yet. I want oh, to. Oh, I, I liked it. It was, it was good. Hey, no spoilers. Even my parents like it. <laughs> just it's kidding. good. It's very inspiring. Oh, uh, he, he plays Batman. <laughs> Wait. Spoiler. Does he, does, he have, does he have nipples? Spoiler. Does he have nipples? Nah, but he says one of the best lines I've ever heard in any, like, yeah. about celebrity, uh-huh. about Batman. He's like, all, all boys all boys grow up and want to be, be Batman, but they don't necessarily want to play Batman. Oh, okay. And that hit me like right at the fucking gut. Where it's like, yeah, you wanna you like wanna emulate Batman. You wanna be Batman. You yeah. wanna be this Cape Crusader. But like he tells you like the real story of him playing Batman is like I was twenty hours in a fucking suit that I couldn't look left or right. And basically I just reverted to soap opera acting. It's like I can't emote anything. I just yeah. have to stand here and be Batman, you know, and that sucks. Like and then you get and then it goes into even deeper where it's like, you know, you get uh uh not blacklisted, but like you get like Chris Evans, he's he's Captain America. You get chosen. Uh-huh. You're gonna be Batman for the rest for the next ten years of your life, you know. So it's pretty heavy, but yeah, it's good. It's very inspiring. I think so. But yeah. like I was telling you, he was he had he was known as other things before he was Batman. Correct. So when I think of Val Kilmer, I think he, Iceman first. Oh, oh, for you, see my for I me. Think so Batman? I don't think Batman right away. I think he. Yeah. No, he, like I. Also, I think Iceman, then Heat. And then maybe Batman. Oh, like yeah, he did play Batman, but yeah. that's not the first thing that I think about. He's like right in my wheelhouse where I he was at the age where I started noticing movies and started paying attention to movies. And Batman's like that first Batman of the whole series where it's like I was, you know, it's like Ninja Turtles. I was right at the right age uh, to like watch these movies and like comprehend it. Not necessarily be like, oh, that's Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's Batman, you know? So like that Batman Forever is always my favorite Batman. It's bad. I saw it recently, not too long ago yeah, in theaters. And mm-hmm. it's bad. You know, the first 10 minutes, if you can stomach that, you're okay. <laughs> but that first 10 minutes is pretty, 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 it's pretty bad. You know what's the best thing about Batman Forever? The McDonald's cups. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Like, those like are to this day, people are trying to get them. <laughs> those are badass. Yeah. Which is wild because McDonald's made so many of them. But they, I guess they're really, really easy to break. Really? So that's like why people don't have a lot of them. I uh, had the Riddler one. That's all yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember those. But, yeah. Uh, I had the toy car. I, I remember, you know, yeah, they yeah. had that, they, like a very specific Batmobile. Uh-huh. But I just remember getting it for Christmas. And it was one of those toy cars, RC cars, where it had the string attached to that remote. Yeah. So it only went like so far because <laughs> it was like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's so stupid. Dude. <laughs> yeah. But uh, go ahead. Hey, uh, it's only a Batman that I But I, 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 long story short, I highly recommend the movie. I think you should definitely get it. I want to watch really it. really like it. Yeah. It's also the opposite of uh, Bourdain, where in the sense that like he cherishes life so much. And not to say that Anthony didn't, but uh, he just goes on to tell you that like it, his life was kind of stolen from him. Like yeah. his life's purpose is stolen from him because it's like he has so much life yet left still. But since of the throat cancer, he can't yeah. really do anything about it. The one thing I do want to watch is that documentary you told me about the behind the scenes of the 
Uh, Doctor, oh, Island of Do- Dr. Moreau, the uh, Richard Island. Stanley documentary. Oh, I want to watch that. Very, I want to watch that too. Yeah. That part of the doc, I, I, I liked. Hugely entertaining documentary. Uh, goes behind the scenes, like I said, uh, in conversation with these guys before. There's like documentaries like that, Man of La Mancha, where it's like just like a failed movie attempt with like all these stars. And just like there's so many obstacles. But there's a whole documentary about the Island of Dr. Moreau because that guy, Richard Stanley, was like fresh off that horror movie about the... Uh, killer robot in the mall i think he made that movie right oh uh chop mall chopping mall chopping mall yeah i don't know if that's him but i know he was like a wonderkin like australian guy thought he was gonna be huge put him on uh dr moreau and like too too big for his britches well did, didn't the original director get kicked off that richard mm-hmm. stanley that's okay him. that's him. he's okay, the one yeah. that did the documentary yeah. right and then he also made oh, that movie okay. color out of space recently yeah with, uh, that's Nicolas right Cage. Okay. you know return to form for him but yeah so I saw Val, so then I was in a Val Kilmer fix. So uh, I saw Willow, hey, which is, is pretty good. Scary horror movie. That, 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 yeah, I was wondering. I was like, man, it's like nothing <laughs> it's but little people. Movie, like, are you going to watch that? Like, it's it's not bad. So I saw that, and then I heard you talking about Deja Vu. Hey, I, hold oh, up. Before yeah. we move on from Willow, like, I had a uh, – so, like, I, I'm, like, I respect, like, little people, but I'm scared of them, right? Like, yeah, I have, like, a fear. Definitely scared of them. Yeah. And I was driving. I was at work, right? And I was driving. Whoever's listening, you might think this is a joke, but I've been to. Uh, we have. There's a specific hamburger stand that has a buddy. <laughs> I don't think he works there anymore. He does. No, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh. Yes, he does. And because uh, you go to the other one now, since you live closer to the other one. Just for the chorizo. <laughs> but uh, he there was a, a hamburger stand that we used to go to, and it had a worker there that was uh, uh, vertically challenged. And uh, Ruben, like you say, like I just I'll, I'll never forget the first time I took him there. Like Ruben was just like watching him like a hawk, just like walk back and forth, like because Ruben's like deadly yeah. afraid. I think he's like traumatized by Chucky or something. I don't know what it is. It might be Oompa Loompa. I don't know what it, I, I really don't know. It's because like, you're tall. I think it's common. And people think this is a joke, but yes. this is actual fear. So like I so I was driving to my work truck and I had my windows down. They're like wild cards. And uh, <laughs> and like so I was driving and like there was a car I could see it like parked. And as I'm rolling through, like, one of them, like, walks, like, around the car, and I see him. And, not okay, so it's, like, in the projects, right? And, like, he had, like, a wife beater. Yeah. He had, like, this crazy-ass hair, and he was missing teeth. And I literally screamed in my truck, and he heard me. And I was like, ah! And he looked at me, and I just kept on going. I was like, oh, my God, I felt so embarrassed, dude. Cold-blooded, cold-blooded. I know. It was crazy. I never had, it was, like, a visceral reaction, dude. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's heavy, man. Are you okay with Tyrion? Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I'm just so used to him, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't say stuff like that aloud, Ruben. <laughs> no, I, I res- like I have nothing against him. It's just for me personally. Just don't, just it's not helping your case. Eh? Yeah. Just don't say stuff like that. All right, I mean, he's, what else you got? You're do you saying, want to say he's not cool? Or you're saying like, deja vu. Let's just get off the topic. He was an elf. We're not trying to get cats. We're at fifty. Let's he was mean an elf, and I, let's I make it to hundred. Okay. Let's make it to hundred. Uh, right. Oh, so uh, you're talking about deja vu? Hell yeah! So like, <laughs> damn, man. He, he got he got you to see that movie. He was trying to get me to see that movie. Too. He got me. He, he was got trying me. to get me to see he it, got, dude. Okay, so he got me to see a few movies. Hell oh my god. <laughs> He got me to see Crimson Tide. Oh, oh my that's God. what I want to talk about. I was going to bring that up. And then after I saw Crimson Tide, I was on that Denzel fix. <laughs> and I was Join still, the club. And I, I was still on that Val fix. Hell yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, let, me, let me check out that Deja Vu. <laughs> it's good, right? It's good for because of the actors. It's it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's like a okay horrible movie. movie. Like it's the an concept okay movie. of the movie doesn't hold up at all. 
But I, I love the actors in that. And uh, Tony Scott's good. Yeah, I Tony mean, Scott's yeah. good. He's got a very R- specific R- style. R.I.P., but, R- you know. Very specific style, yes. Uh, yeah, Crimson Tide. Hey, did Tony, he killed himself too? Yeah, he jumped yeah. off a bridge or something oh, like that. Yeah. Supposedly. Oh, Hillary Clinton. Supposedly he jumped off a bridge? Supposedly. So he, Let's just say his remains have never been found. Is he living with Tupac? He's on Epstein's Island. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Morrison Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, uh, dog. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stop. <laughs> We're going down the Okay, so hole. so I saw Crimson Tide. Okay, okay, okay. Let's stop. Stop the pod right here. All right. Tell me what you think of Crimson Tide. Oh, it's amazing, dude. It's amazing. <laughs> the acting in that movie. Okay, so that movie. Is that about the submarine? Yeah, uh, so okay. so that movie. In in the hands of the wrong director, wrong acting, that movie's garbage. Because, like, you don't have a lot to work with. Uh-huh. You're shooting in the submarine, dude. So you can only have so many angles. You never go outside the submarine. When they go out, it's the, that's the weakest part of the movie is when they go out of the submarine. There's, like, one action scene. So the whole thing is, like, acting. So, like, if you don't have the proper acting, the right script, yeah. the right director, that movie sucks. It's garbage. But it worked out. But the, the acting, there's one scene with Hackman and Denzel. Make you cry, dog. I'm not making you cry. I mean, but it's so just the like story that, of that movie. It's like it's that's like, Quentin's. That's Quentin's big break. That's like one of his uh, first movies that he rewrote. Uh, you can tell when you watch it, and you've been a big Quentin Wait, fan of Quentin. He he, he wrote, rewrote that? that movie. He punched it up. So like oh, okay. that Lippin's mm. Honor Stallion when they're talking about the the horses from Europe, the, oh, from gotcha. Spaniard yeah. horses. Uh-huh. That's like such a Quentin dialogue. Like they're sitting there. Basically, what happens is. The so story, like the story when of the he's movie, telling the story about the story the of the movie is essentially uh, Denzel gets hired to be second in command with Gene Hackman in a nuclear sub. They get on a the sub, they get hit, uh, something happens to the sub, and then they can't accept emergency me- messages. And then the whole movie, they don't know if they're out nuclear war because oh, the messages okay. aren't coming in. So it's basically like a cat and mouse game between Denzel and Hackman of like which guy is right in this in the submarine because. Whoever launches a missile, we're gonna have World War Three. Mm. So yeah. Hackman's like, no, let's launch. Let's yeah. launch. Hackman is of the old breed. Let's launch. We need to be safe and sorry. I want to kill all of them before they even have a chance to yeah. kill us. And Denzel's like, we need to figure out all. We need to look at all situations, like because like war is the worst thing. So ever it's kind of like there's a war inside the actual submarine. Exactly, okay. my boy. And uh, yeah, like, it's just a heavy ass movie. It's like it's two titans. I was telling Ralph, it's like you know you've never seen Crimson Tide, right? No, I, I saw it as a kid so i don't remember it's like like, oh it's one of the movies my dad i never understood why my dad like watched it and then all of a sudden it clicked when i got older and like it's the heat of a submarine movie it's like two actors going at their Uh fucking top of the game and they have a couple scenes like heat where they meet and they're like going pound for pound and this is why i'm excited for season two because like Oh, you can watch it. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah. this. Like, and I, this is a movie I watch all the time. Like, I can recite lines from it. Like, I fucking love that movie. But yeah, it's like, it's Denzel right at the, his ascendance, and it's Gene Hackman at the top of his fucking game. And then Ralph like texts me. He's like, "Dude, I didn't know there's all these actors in it. It's just like a, yeah. a, a like a murderer's row of like every uh, character actor you can think of: Viggo Mortensen, James Gandolfini, oh, wow. Viggo, yeah, like a bunch of dudes, dude, man, crazy, like, it's heavy, heavy ass movie." Yeah. Beagle, uh, what's the guy from Sopranos? What's uh James Gandolfini? James Gandolfini, uh, the kid like, from a Bronx Tale, the guy that's Bronx in like Tale. every James uh, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer Steve, movie. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's Ricky it's, Schroeder. Uh, it's it's like a what? Show. Really? Yeah. Really? Crazy. He's the guy that dies in the in the spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not gonna. It just makes you like Denzel more. Oh yeah. yeah. It's good, man. Like I said, it it He's pro- right, though. that movie shouldn't work. It yeah. should be boring as fuck, right. but. 
like that just shows you the talent the behind talent, that. Yeah. It's like that a stage they just play. like because he's right. There's like you're in these like close quarters of a submarine uh-huh. and it's like there's no action other than guys raising uh, their voice yeah. <laughs> for two hours. But it just works and you're just like I'm You're in, in it, man. I'm the in music it, man. is so I'm good too. It, it's like yeah. uh it reminds me a lot of speed. Dun, oh, dun, dun, okay. dun, dun, dun. I was telling you, it reminded me of the rock. Oh, same, oh it's the same. Okay. Jerry Bruckheimer like, produced uh, Crimson mm-hmm. Tide, so yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, so I was on the Valve Fix. I seen Deja Vu. Uh, I was also on a Kevin Costner Fix. All right, Draft Day. <laughs> I saw dra- uh, Draft Day. Hey, uh, Dream- he just threw the, fir- the first pitch at the oh Field of Dreams God, game. Dude. I was going to ask you that. It's good. Yeah. It's good Ooh. intro. Good intro. Did, did, did you watch that game? I did not, but I want to look at it. I heard I it's go back bad. And so from what I heard is that the players come out of the field. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, you didn't see the intro? I didn't see no, any of the game. Yeah, yeah. So they play it. It's not the Field of Dreams, though, right? It's in it's, Idaho or Iowa. Iowa. I don't know, but I, so I it looks like it. they were like a, on the. I don't know if they're in the Field of Dreams. I, I thought I heard it sta- was. I thought the stadium was like on like water near water. And like I the heard original, it, field I, heard, of dreams, I don't know. I heard it was on the Field of Dreams. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, yeah. The intro is cool. They sh- they yeah. shot like a fifteen minute intro where Kevin Costner comes out of the field. He comes out of the field and he's holding the ball that his dad gave him. Okay. And like for five minutes, he's like walking around the field doing Kevin Costner things, like <laughs> still pulling his dick out and putting it on the oh, table. Oh yeah, dude. And he's like just like walking around with like that face of like, are they coming? I like miss everybody. Like for real, he, they do this for like a good three minutes, and then all of a sudden the real Boston Red Sox and the real like uh, Yankees come out. So, okay. like, I appreciate Judge that, and all those That's guys cool. come out, and then they all give him a handshake. But he's like still in character. He's like even when they like shake his hand, he's like still like in awe of, like all these guys. It's really good. I, I heard a podcast recently. Uh, it was a Bill Simmons podcast, and he was talking about it. How like somebody brought up Costner, and they're like, "Man, that guy's like." He's just one of a kind. Like he's such a movie star, right? Yep. Uh-huh. And like he's a guy's guy. Yeah. yeah. And then, but Bill, Bill, Bill Simmons was talking about like, yeah, there was like he was like, yeah, there was like a a big famous like uh, Hollywood stars party I went to like three or four years ago, and he's like, man, I swear to God, he's like he could have any person in that room. He's like he uh, he could have had me, but he's like he's he still got it. Like any it's girl awesome, could go up man. to him at like sixty years old, and he's he's just charismatic. He's got it. You know what I mean? You know why? Compton represent, baby. Straight out of Compton. Hell yeah. Fucking Carpenter out of Compton. Yeah. Oh, no, that's Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is a Carpenter. Yeah. My bad. But he is born in Compton. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I was on a, Cost- was I was on a Costner fix. So, uh, I saw Tin Cub, which is actually oh, not bad. Oh, that's a good movie. It I was actually that movie. not bad. It was pretty good. I like good. that movie. For a little long. What it was, I liked it more than, uh, what is it, uh, Billy Madison? Or Happy, happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore, yeah. I liked it more yeah, than you're Happy Gilmore. Yeah, you're crazy. No, I agree with you, Ralph. I liked it more than that. Happy Gilmore uh, is a classic. It is a classic, but I think Tin uh, no Tin Cup's a better movie. No way, no way. I think so. And uh, I also saw uh, For Love of the Game, which for I was... the how many how many fucking times have you seen that movie, Ralph? For Love of the Game, two times. Oh, shut up. Yeah, I think you're thinking of a different movie. I think I am. What what's the movie that I'm thinking of? I don't, I don't know. know, man. Denzel, right? No, Kevin Costner. He got game. He got game. He got game. Oh, okay. oh that's classic. Oh, I love he got game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. okay. For <laughs> 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 so love of the game Spike? is about the uh, baseball player that throws a uh, perfect game. Oh, and it's directed by your favorite. Yeah. So oh, okay. this is what I was tripped out by. Sam Raimi. So Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? He doesn't like it, but I liked it because. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> check check his donations. Uh, <laughs> that's all. Because I, I was signing him. I was signing him. Sometimes 
I just want to watch. Sometimes I just want to watch a rom com. I just you know. Yeah. I like Kelly Preston. I, just, I think she's like so underappreciated. I think she should have had a bigger career than she should have. I think she got involved with Scientology like uh, a couple of broads and kind of swallowed her up. John Travolta's wife. Yeah, but I do like that. I, I just think that movie's longer than it should be. It is pretty long. Yeah, I'll give it that. But I I enjoyed it. I I didn't mind paying four bucks for it, uh-huh. which oh, is right. my max. I will not pay more she than four dollars. Yes, I won't pay more than four bucks. So I really. But that's like, the average for an old movie, a torrent three ninety nine. In general, yeah. like unless you guys are really raving about a movie, I'll maybe do six ninety nine. Uh-huh. Beyond six ninety nine, you got to give me a coupon to 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 rent that. Yeah. Um. So then I was in the so I I saw for love of the game and then I was in that rom com kind of fix. Hell yeah, my boy. So uh, I saw Jerry Maguire. Oh my god, I love that movie, dude. <laughs> I saw- Jerry, show me the money, Jerry. Show me the money. Show me the I money. I love black people. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you love black people, Jerry. Tell me you love black people. I love black people. <laughs> I love that movie. Jonathan Lipnicki is like so cute in that movie, man. He's too smart. Like, I mean, no. you could say the same thing about what's the kid from uh, uh, Sixth Sense. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Jaleel White. Who? Jaleel White. Oh, Jaleel White. R.I.P. Shut up, dude. <laughs> oh, hey, isn't that Urkel? Aren't you talking yes. about that? Is he dead? No. no. <laughs> I was about to get Shut sad. in there, my boy. Uh, but it's so good. I mean, it's, it's, it's a totally... I mean, there's a reason it was nominated for all those Oscars. It's it's such a 90s movie. Like, the score and, mm. like, some of the music. Uh, it just I, took it, me back I, to I, my I, high I, school I, years. I Even, honestly would argue that it's more of a 90s movie because Jerry O'Connell's in it. <laughs> Oh, he is. He's a quarterback. Then, uh, yeah. uh-huh. then anything else? But yeah, I don't think it's aged that bad. No, no, it's still good. It's, it's still, still good. And uh, I the mean, the God that, Cameron Crow, the God the, Cameron the, Crow, the ending, man. It's still, it's still there, man. It still gets you. It's you like, it's be, like you know that guy, that dude Cameron Crow just has like some of the biggest swings, home runs, and had the fucking most horrible strikeouts ever. <laughs> and it's like so gnarly to have like a career like that where you're like, I made, I wrote almost famous. Directed Jerry Maguire, wrote it, and then I made Aloha, and you're just like, but fuck. almost famous was after Maguire, before. No, it was after. No, I thought it was way before. It was after. Oh, either way, he wrote it. Yeah. I mean, he did direct. Well, it, yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah. right. He probably wrote it, but but either way, it's just like to have that career, like because he didn't a- say anything, right? Yeah, and then he also made Elizabeth Town, which was like the member. I oh, personally yeah, like Elizabeth. Town. I don't think it's bad. I, like I don't it. think it's bad. I like but it it's just one of those things where it's like he, his swings are like his home uh. runs are home runs. And then you see like his like yeah, I get that, like, yeah. Uh, but it's uh still worth the watch. So like if you have hesitations of watching oh, that movie, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. definitely you, you won't be disappointed. Definitely. Uh, what else did I saw? I saw The Hangover Three. Forgettable, uh, huh? Forgettable. It's better than two. No. Two. Have you three s- is the one where they're in uh Europe, like uh, no, they no, go no, back no, to no, Vegas. no. Back two to Vegas. is the one. Yeah, they go back to Vegas. Uh, it's not oh, bad. Shit, like I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Know. It's uh, if you just want something in the background, uh-huh. uh, and you you're having Vegas withdrawals. Oh, dude, yeah. Then it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's on HBO, so you don't got to pay for it if you have a uh, HBO. It was. Um, I saw that yesterday. I saw the Volts, which was it was entertaining. The what? The Volts. What's that? You saw it. The vault. So it's it's basically like a oh ocean the, vault. the vault. I think you're, I thought you were saying the vaults, like like oh, vaults, like vault. chargers vaults. Uh, the uh, the vault. I don't like know voltage. Yeah, the vault. The vault. Uh, vault. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yes. That's directed that by the one of the half of the rec guys. 
Oh, that's his movie okay. that he made without oh, the yeah, red yeah, guys. Okay. But it, it's it's a it's really good? fun movie. It's, it's a, fun, right? It's an Ocean's Eleven type it's, movie. It's a, it's it's one of those movies that it's like when you're on Apple, when you're on iTunes, and you're like, huh, I've never seen this movie. I'm going to rent it, and it like ends up being very good. It's like definitely a rent VOD movie, but it's like very entertaining. But it's on Netflix for free. For it is now. Oh wow, not free when I saw you, it, it was yeah. on VOD for a while. Okay. It's uh, it's 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 fun. So they they, they basically they they're trying to find the treasure of uh, Francis Drake. Oh, what? Yeah. Shut up, dude. Really? Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. awesome. So uh, that's cool. It's cool. I, 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 I so I was trying to watch it for like three days straight, and every time I attempted to watch it, I fell asleep uh, like five minutes into it. Every time I'm like, uh-huh. it would be like ten o'clock, and I'm like, I told I told be telling everybody, I'm gonna watch this movie. So are you gonna make it? Yeah, ten minutes in. <laughs> hey, hey! How crazy is it that fucking Tom Holland is playing Nathan Drake? I don't like it. Me either, dude. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, I don't know. I'm just like it's too uh, young. Well, first of I've all, Mark, hey, Mark is playing young. Sully. I don't. I Sully's don't, I, dude. Give me Tom Hanks. Tom Salas, some, dude. Some. <sighs> I don't know any of that, but just the the thing of like. When Uncharted, when there was like a big thing, when it yeah. got really big, and they're like, "We're gonna make a movie." Like the big thing with Nathan Fillion was like, he's like to me such a perfect, perfect, uh, yeah, dude. perfect. I agree, and I, I think agree. that like tarnished my uh, like, you know, like uh, I want somebody that old. So like when they said I want Tom Holland, it's like he's way too young to play Nathan Drake. Like he just what, doesn't have the swag. What's like, crazy, dude, is that movie's been done for like years, and even what the fuck? What <laughs> movie? Um, like Uncharted. a year, like a year. Yeah. Well, no. I Wait, know. the whole movie? It's finished. It's filmed. It's finished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even ta- even. Uh, oh, that's not good. I still haven't watched Cherry. I'm like afraid to watch Cherry. Yeah, because I remember when he was filming the new Spider-Man movie, he was still in character from uh, playing Nathan Drake. That's wild. Yeah, and even he said that he w- when he played that movie, he just wanted to look cool. And it's like, how do you say that before the movie even comes out? Oh boy. Right. I, mean, I like Tom Holland, so like I'm not gonna. Something I'm gonna about wait these video to see. game movies, man. Like, I I had high yeah. hopes for uh uh what's her name Angelina Jolie as Laura Croft. Had high hopes for as Alicia Vikander as uh Laura Croft, and it's like nobody can really land the plane on like these fucking uh video game movies. Well, I mean, I got um just just wait for Pedro Pascual. Why? Who does he play? Last of Us. But Last that's a TV show. That's not a movie. It's an ad- adaptation. Okay, I mean, it's still a TV show, not a movie. It's HBO, so it's 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 close. It's not. It's not. It's not HBO. It's not cable. It's HBO. It's HBO. <laughs> what else you got on the list? Oh shit. Uh. Okay. What else? What else? What else? Um. Almost done here. Uh. Three more things. So Suicide Squad. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh. Worst so I got Malice at the Palace, and I got White Lotus. Uh, okay, you can just scrub uh, scrub over White Lotus because it's not finished. But just like, uh, would you recommend it for people to watch? Depends what kind of person you are. But yes. uh, I wouldn't say that. I would just say yes. Watch yeah, me it. too. I say watch it. It's not bad. Just watch it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's good. I like it. A lot. Like you said earlier, like off the podcast, like for the first episode, I was whatever about it. Like I fell yeah. asleep and uh-huh. then I saw it again the second day. And second episode hooked me, dude. I was like, all right, I'm down for this. Like I said, know? the theme song just sticks with yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, I started at the new uh, the finale this morning, uh, earlier today. And uh, yeah, that theme, th- theme song comes in and you're like, hell yeah. I, I can't even tell you who my favorite character is. It's that. me either, dude. And like, it's, it's so, it's on, it's on. No, my favorite I, character I, is I the concierge. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's cool too. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. 
Yeah. Oh shit. It's hard, dude, because like they're all cool. I mean, I, it's it's all super realistic. I like the concierge in the sun. Yeah, that sounds cool too. <laughs> you always root for you. Don't feel bad for that dude. Yeah. But like, it's cool. Like, it's all like it feels like it's like realistic. It's nothing. Like, I just crazy. think that that's like the best written show of like a macro. I keep saying macro this episode, but like, I just think it's a big. I, I like the way it's written about the scope of what is going on specifically right now mm-hmm. in our country yeah. with politics, with uh, uh-huh. your your economic scale, like. It acknowledges all of that. And it in doesn't a very like well it. written. It doesn't way. throw it in your face. Exactly. Yeah. And like Mike White has always been fucking amazing at that. That's why I love that man. But um, yeah, it's just funny like that. It's like it's such a. It's like almost like he's talking in cliches, but like they resonate. You're just like, yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, yeah exactly, it's like the white yeah. privilege, but I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the scene where like I don't know if you're this far ahead, but when Connie Britton basically says like i feel bad for my son uh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. his type of young white, white male. males are yeah. getting like, attacked it's like, yeah. like okay. he, he, she's he's my son so like obviously i yeah, like you know and like i love that he's smarter than the audience because that's always the, the like the 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 the, uh-huh. the point of a good writer is like to make you think that what the writer is thinking is like yeah i'm going along with it and then he just like flips it on you because like later on in the episode you're just kind of like I like these people. Like yeah. they're bad, but I kind of like them. And it's like I shouldn't. These are like horrible people. <laughs> but yeah. I, I like that kid because, like, when he snaps, he snaps, and he says something so he says like good shit. And that when I was like, he, man, this dinner. kid knows. Correct, like, correct, yeah, he, correct. Yeah. Where he's like, you guys are talking about. But all he's this also shit. a porn addict who's like closeted gay. So it's like, yeah. But is he a porn addict, or did you just watch? Porn? He's a porn addict for I, sure. I, I think he's trying to like not. He doesn't want to accept that he's gay, so yeah, he's trying yeah, to watch yeah, porn, yeah, yeah, but he gets off to correct. Like, these, that, like, yeah, that's but true. it's a problem. Guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like a, not true. a good kid, not a good person, but yeah, yeah. that's true. It's good. I, I, like I really it. enjoyed it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, you said, what, you, what else? Oh, Malice at the Palace. Correct. What is that? Okay. All right. So, so uh, about twenty years ago, basically, what happened is it's like the two thousand four. So that's not almost twenty years. Seventeen years ago. Two thousand four is. Yeah, dude. It's almost 20 years Damn. ago. Dang, you're Crazy, right. right? You're right. Yeah. So uh, basically, yeah. it's the gnarliest thing that's ever happened in the NBA when it comes to uh, fan altercations and players. Basically, uh, there was a game. It was uh, in the playoffs. There was a game. No. Between, it wasn't? The Malice at the Palace was regular season. Okay. Well, but anyways, you were talking about the, the, the lead up to that. The lead up. The anyways, it, it, we don't have to go into it. But there is two teams. There's specifically the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. Both of them were known for playing like this hard, hardcore, old school basketball. Scores would end up being like 69 to 72. You know what Dang, I mean? Like, yeah. And it's just like very physical came. All this emotions are ramped up. The documentary goes into why all this gets pent up. But the Malice at the Palace is specifically about this one game where fans ended up throwing shit at players and all hell breaks loose it's like one it's like a stain on the nba's record where basically like ron artest uh all these guys swung on fans like ran into the stands and like beat the shit out of the youtube videos of that yeah that's so this whole documentary is like an hour and 15 minutes and it goes into detail of like why everything happened and in this the hook of this documentary is like they have they haven't unearthed, but they were able to show security footage within the stadium to oh, show you all okay. angles to give you like it wasn't just like you know at the time it was like a storyline of like these guys are thugs and like if they had if they had been controlled like normal people these players wouldn't have gone in there and like uh, almost killed these fans you know what I mean yeah. and in retrospect yeah the fans were wrong and 
they fucked up and it was like a it was a a, a boiling pot of like all these issues you know what i mean yeah. like not enough cops uh this is a history of like these two teams having bad blood you know it got too physical one specific player is like going into therapy because he has anger issues and like it's just like a, a boiling point of all Damn, these things cool. you know what i mean yeah and it just goes into detail it's like a really well made documentary it's only an hour and 15 minutes yeah it's super and, short. and it's like it just goes straight to the point and it gives you a a huge perspective like what went down and ralph texts me at the end of the when he, he watched it and he's like man like you realize like all these players are just people you know and i get that i get that sentiment and yes they are not necessarily people you can argue they're not you know because they're like they're these athletes that are millionaires get played to play the game but like that documentary goes to show you that like there was a lot of variables a lot of factors that go into this uh-huh. that like weren't shown at the time and at the time, it was just like, these guys need to get suspended. They need to get kicked out of the league. You know what I mean? These yeah. guys are all thugs, ruffians. Like, Yeah, that's and, the narrative. That's And this uh-huh. documentary goes to show you that like it's not that simple. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of nuances to every situation. And specifically this situation, it goes to show you that like, Maybe the fans kind of got fucked up, yeah. and, it, and it it only resonates now, specifically in the NBA, because these fans have been wilding this year, dude. Because That's these right, past yeah. two three years, there have been fans where it's like, you know, we went before we went into COVID. There was a couple of issues before that where f- f- fans were pushing on court on the court side, pushing a specific players, mm. and then we went into COVID lockdown, you know, and then the excuse when we got out of lockdown was like, well, these guys, these people have been pent up, you know, yeah. what I mean? and then you get issues like, like player. Uh, people in the stands spitting on players or like uh little kids pushing on players and it's like that's so uncalled for uh-huh. you know what i mean like i don't know it's just this this is a very good look at like the fan to player relationship and like yeah man it's it's pretty heavy it's and what's, pretty it, what's heavy. it on like, it's on netflix on netflix yeah it's it's uh it's so intense dude like when when the it's music's happening, really good dude, the score yeah. when good. it's happening you Whoever just feel like Oh, like I want to get in there, dude, and I just yeah. want to fight these. Because like I was telling like, Ralph, it's not necessarily the score is good, but like it's whoever mixed this score. Because like there's specific points where like it gets very tense, and then the music just goes like it gets like fucking like oh it's gonna fucking ramp up. It's so good. Malice in the palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's called un some uncensored, undisputed. Undi- the palace. It's the supposed palace. to be a series, and this is the second episode. Okay. The first one's like Caitlyn Jenner or something like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like, there's a fan that gets interviewed I think through it's the company. it. There's oh, okay. a fan that gets interviewed during the doc, and he he makes it he makes himself seem like such a victim. And this dude was like, well, a few rows a few rows away. Yeah. And like, he actually went down into the state. Like, yeah. So there's a fan into that, the floor, that, and he squares up against Ron Artest. Oh my Ron God, Artest dude. is just like, okay, I'm about to walk out, and these fans come up, and they're like, Ron Artest. So is what's Ron Artest supposed to do? Yeah. I'm at at that point, you're human. I'm defending myself. I don't know how many people are coming at me. I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. These dudes square up, dude. Why? I don't know. Like, what do you do? Right. Why, why are you going to go down there and try to fight our test? Yeah. Why? Because yeah. your team's... Our test like, is a 6'8". At this point, he's a 6'8 man who's probably 280 pounds of full fucking muscle. Muscle, right? yeah. And like, these dudes just run up on the, the, the court. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, But yeah, like it's just such a trip that these guys are... 
30 years later, these guys are 20 years later. These guys are in the documentary still playing the victim card. Like, Hey man, I, I don't appreciate I don't appreciate they interview. He, yeah. he, they're on the documentary. Like, why would you even sign up for this? Oh and he's God. like, you know what? I don't appreciate the, uh, the Pistons. I'm a, I was a season ticket holder up until that point. Cause obviously he's banned for life. Yeah. But like, it's just like, yeah, you know, they, they treated a fan horribly. You know what I mean? Like he hit me and he got away with a couple of good pot shots. And it's like, you know, they should have had a bigger, uh, uh, suspension for him. And it's like, what are you talking about, man? That's like, crazy, dude. It's yeah. good. I recommend it. Yeah, it's like an hour it. Even watch. Even for fans who are like never seen basketball, it's like very good. It's okay, just cool. all the footage they have in that, and like 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 he was saying, like when I first saw that, I just went by what I saw on ESPN. So I had I had the same thought: all oh, these thugs, these yeah, thugs. Yeah. But now that I see it, I'm like, man. At the end of the day, they're just fighting for their lives, dude. Yeah, there are 10, 12 of them fighting against. You don't know at that point. You know how many people are coming down. You don't know. Uh huh. They go to thousands you, of people in the in before, this crowd. Yeah, they also yeah. go to show you that like before this incident, you know the there was only a handful of cops. Now there's like cops at specifically big games. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's like, cops yeah. everywhere. But at this game, they go to show you that it's like there was only like a handful of guys in the stadium at the point, and they had to call re, you know like reconnaissance. And it's like oh, and they also talk about like how they go after Reggie Miller. Yeah, well, and, yeah, like, yeah that's, more, like, that's more specific, but like in in a bigger scale, it just shows you that like. Now, when you watch any kind of big game, you know what I mean, like playoff game or like game with like a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, history. You know, there's like it's you're gonna have a lot of uh, cops there. Yeah. And uh, ACAB, anyways. Oh my All right, God. so I'm at my boiling point. So. Uh, All right, so so Mitch, Mitch, we're at one an hour and twenty one. Yeah. Just roll through your... All right, I'm going to bang right. through them real quick, you know, because uh, we still got to get to Suicide yeah. Squad. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't have to tell us that, but all right. <laughs> all right, so uh, I watched a lot of movies this week, but, you know, uh, these guys took up all the time, you know, so Mitch has got to do his thing, you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, I, I was going to say that I, I took a couple of trips to the New Bev this week, but yeah. we don't have to talk about it, you know, talk about it later in date. Uh, I always go there. It is what it is. Saw a couple of Steve Martin movies. Realized that he's probably my favorite wow, comedian. that's cool, dude. Favorite comedian of that's all time. Awesome. Uh, I haven't, I didn't say, uh, I don't want to say I realized that, but. It's been cemented that he's definitely my favorite comedian of all time. Uh-huh. Like he's on my Mount Rushmore as number one. I know a lot of people have like I could totally see Carlin, that but that is my guy. Like you know, in the sense of like when I talk to you about specific comedians that I like now, they're just basically uh, new versions of Steve Martin. Like Rory Scovel yeah. is the ultimate version yeah, of Steve Martin. I and could see that. This dude Carmen Christopher that I love is basically another version of him, but like a millennial version or whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, let me go into real quick. I saw Coda. Coda is that new Apple, Apple. TV movie. Hey, do, do you have Apple Plus? I don't have it. You son of a bitch. It you is stole what that it shit. is, my boy. Yeah, holla at your boy. I save yourself, dog. <laughs> don't watch it. It's bad. Okay. But uh this, I wasn't interested though. Like this I, is a movie that was I have been hearing about since last year uh-huh. when we were in lockdown, when I was talking about watching like Sundance at home, in in home, in, on your computer movies, whatever. Yeah. I saw this movie today. I was gonna go to the movie theaters. I'm so glad I didn't go to the movie theaters to watch this movie. <laughs> um, they figured out the algorithm. You know, they figured out the algorithm for a lot of these movies on Netflix and a lot of these TV shows. And this movie uh, only reinforces my theory that they figured out the algorithm for these specific type type of Sundance movies. Uh, okay. There are you movies come out. You know, back in the day, Little Miss Sunshine was a hit. You know, after that, everybody wanted their Little Miss Sunshine. I just saw that recently, too. It's good. Movie. It's good. Very it's good, movie. dude. Yeah. But this movie is uh, 
I want to say color by numbers, man. Like, it's just kind of like, you know, this is Oscar bait. And it's like, I, I, I don't enjoy that type of movie. It kind of bums me out that there's movies that are like that now. But it is what it is. What are you going to say? Whatever, man. Coda is uh, a child of deaf adults uh, about a movie that like about a girl who can sing. And uh, what's that guy's name? Eugenio, whatever. He's like a famous Mexican actor. He's like uh, comes out in all the, the movies now. Eugenio Dobrez, I think that's his name or some shit like that. But uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, it's not good. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I kind of felt like I wasted my time watching it, but it is what it is. Let me bang through these real quick. Um, we saw the Malice at the Palace documentary. I saw a documentary called uh, For Mad Men Only, which I super, super enjoyed. But it's not for everybody. It's like very specific people that need to watch it. It's like very niche. It's basically about Del Close, who is like the godfather of uh, improv, improv comedy, started the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, the IO Olympics, all that shit. Basically, you know, uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Chris Farley are all students of this guy. He's like the uh, Lawrence Olivier or Lee Strasberg of acting, but for comedians. And he was huge in Chicago. Goes into depth of like in depth about what kind of character he was and shit like that. But uh, it's not for everybody, and that's my thing. I loved it. I really enjoyed it because it gives me insight on like a community that I I really enjoy. I really have a, a fond affection for, which is like the improv community and like all those comedians. But if like somebody watched it who doesn't know anything about that, they'd be just kind of like bored by it. I think me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's good. It's on. It came out this week, and it's like uh, I really enjoyed it. it it's kind of it reminds me of there's a SN, uh, not SNL, but a National Lampoon's documentary that came out not not too long ago. That was like they dramatized it. They had like current actors like play situations back in the day. It was on Netflix or some shit like okay. that. And it reminds me of that because they have like new uh, actors like in it. But it just shows you that uh, it shows you like the lineage of improv comedy and all these like character actors who I thought were just like actors like that I really really appreciate a lot of them come from like improv backgrounds huh. and it's pretty crazy like a lot of them do like these talking head interviews and you're like holy shit that's like a really good actor i didn't know he's a comedian like yeah. i don't know it, it blew my mind um uh i was gonna talk about crimson tide just because you had talked about it, Love it. but we don't have to but uh i basically want to talk about uh two movies this week yeah two movies specifically so one of the movies that I saw was Beckett, which is the John David Washington movie that just came out on Netflix. And it is a thriller about a man who gets basically uh, stuck in like France and gets embroiled in like this political uh, timeline storyline. And he's got to kind of save his life. Um, and he's on the run. It reminded me a lot of movies like Frantic or like The Fugitive. Or like this guy is just like lost in another world and like has to like solve his own crime for like the rest of the world to prove his innocence. But it's a bad movie. It's like a horrible movie. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved how it was shot. I love John David Washington. Um, I love the character actors that are in it. It's like the chick from Phantom Thread is in it and uh, Boyd Holbrook. Who but do you, do you recommend it to someone yeah. like me? Uh, I, I, I love him too. I, I would be like, watch the first 30 minutes. If you're not into it, turn it off. It's okay. not like you're going to miss anything. But like, I miss those type of... Whoa. I miss those type of movies. Like, you know, there's very specific type of movies. Hold on. What's going on right now? That's not me, right? A GTA going outside. Yeah. All right. We got to... Should I stop? Or no, no, we're good. 
Um, there's very specific type of movies that came out in the 70s that are like that. Like I said, Frantic, The Fugitive, which is way later. But, uh, you know, I miss those type of movies like 70s thrillers where the American is lost in a foreign country. What I thought Stillwater ultimately would be. Yeah. It's like an American lost in a foreign country and he's got to figure his way out. It kind of sucks because John David Washington is black and it's like you're in all these countries that are purely European there's not like a lot of black people in these countries. So it's like he sticks out like a th- sore thumb and they don't ever acknowledge that. They're just kind of like, uh, he's lost. Like <laughs> It's like if he was in a crowd, you'd be like the black guy. You know what I mean? I yeah, mean, yeah. He, he can be like from England. He could. It, it is. But, you know, there's a lot of like uh, mulattoes out there. Like when you're talking about like Muslim or like. Okay. Uh, like Greek or like any, it's like brown skins. There's not a lot of black people out there, you know what I mean? Until uh-huh. you get into uh, like Africa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Essentially Egypt, all that area, you know, or India. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but yeah, I just really liked it. And I also, I, I, I couldn't get over the fact that it, to me, I don't know if it's shot on film. I was trying to do research to see if it was, but I just really liked the look of it. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's a bad movie though. <laughs> but I really fucking liked it. But, um, the other movie that I want to talk about specifically on this episode is like uh, it's probably my f- it might be my it might be the movie guys it really the movie Snake Eyes. <laughs> All right, stop, dude! Don't even bring that shit up again. Okay? GI Joe. Don't even bring Snake it up. Snake Eyes is the no, but it's Sophie. <laughs> jo- <laughs> Sophie Jones is the uh, probably my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. But this is like it may be the one B, it may be one A. I haven't figured it out. I saw a movie recently called Nine Days, and it like fucking threw me. It threw me on the floor and like kicked me and made me roll over into a fetal position and i think like, i've seen that on my feed it's uh i forgot who the main actor is in it is in it but it's the guy from black panther who plays the silver gorilla um mm. he was like a star in black panther and then he essentially became a star because of that um what's his name was winston, he the one that came out winston in the jordan peele duke. movie winston duke is that he is from the boy. jordan peele movie which Jordan Peele movie? The one where like Us. He comes us. out Us. He oh, plays okay, the dad yeah. in Us. Right? Okay. Okay, okay so like this him. movie is basically about okay. The concept of this it's a high concept movie, but the movie is about people when they die, uh get sent to purgatory or like whatever this place is and they have 9 9 days to decide whether or not they're going to stay in purgatory and then eventually die or go and become reincarnated. So we got a high concept movie. High concept okay, movie. I'm in. Winston Duke plays like the gatekeeper of all these people. He interviews candidates uh-huh. and is tells you if you're worthy for another life or being born or dying. You know, that's it. That's the end of your life. And uh, Zay Z Beats is in it. Tony Hale from Veep and like a lot of improv shit. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the Sarsgaard brother, the guy that plays uh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's okay. in it. But man, it's just like a beautiful fucking movie about the charm of life and like why why life is hard and essentially like why it's worth living. Mm. And then like the score is like one of the best scores I've heard all all year. And there's two scenes specifically in it that like. I will. It will stick with me for the rest of my life, the ending specifically. But uh, yeah, man, it's just an amazing fucking movie that like I was. I had heard about this movie. Um, they've been pushing it, and it also one of those movies where I went to like the local indie theater, and like they would constantly play it before movies I saw. So I was kind of like, oh god, don't tell me this is gonna be like the quintessential indie movie that I'm gonna fucking hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I went to go see it at AMC, and like, dude, it like floored me. 
there was like, <laughs> I never forget it. There was a lady in it in front of me, an older lady who like got a phone call through the movie, and it's one of those God. movies. She's like, she answers the phone call, but she goes, she doesn't go fully outside of the theater. Oh she goes in the God. hallway. She's answering. You can hear her, but it was so the movie's so good that like I didn't even care, dude. It's just like what's it. it called again? Nine days. Nine days. Okay. And it blew my fucking mind. And like I, that score is like haunting, man. It's just like I'm in it, man. Like it's a beautiful movie, and I, I have nothing other to say than it is a beautiful fucking movie. I People don't wanna, are making good shit right now. I dude. don't want to take anybody's time. I thought it was gonna be like this, like highbrow, uh, fucking hipster movie, and yeah. man, it delivered on all fronts. Acting, directing, score, like. It fucking it fucked me up. It fucked me up heavy, especially with shit I'm going through right now in life. It's just kind of like one of those movies that like really makes you yeah. uh, take hold of your life and like really take stock of it and uh-huh. like appreciate it. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I fucking loved it. But yeah, that's the only other movie I want to talk about. Uh, that we can talk about Suicide Squad. All right, real quick. Uh, what do you guys think of Suicide Squad? I loved it, dude. I had so much fun. I but see the thing is, I'm very biased because like. Wait, I love- wait, 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 wait. You don't have to uh, qualify it, my guy. We really enjoyed the movie as well. Okay. And for cool. the reason you're going to say, I enjoyed it. I know I know the ex- specific reason you're going to say. Yeah. And Ralph does as well. But re- we like it for two different reasons. You Wait, who? Me and then you? Yeah, it's the same reason, but it's like two different interpretations of the reasons. You're biased because you love James Gunn and you're like... This is like a James Gunn movie. I love James Gunn and I love trauma, right? Okay, so that's hit this guy right here. He's like, I love James Gunn. I'll yeah. make every excuses. Uh-huh. I'm over here like, I love trauma movies. And yeah. This is like a basically big budget. So it's trauma like I'm, movie. I'm like the yeah mediate. You're the yeah. mediator between the two, but you don't have to qualify it. Uh-huh. It's like a very good movie that is unbelievably good that I thought I was gonna hate. I told Ralph before we saw, I was like, why am I going to see this fucking movie? Like, yeah. this is on HBO Max. I could have just watched it at home. And when we left, what was I like, dude? It was pretty good. <laughs> and it wasn't even crowded. It was pretty good. It, do, it didn't do good. It didn't do good because I, get it, I definitely think it was an anticipated movie that really wanted people really wanted to see, but they had the luxury of Okay, there's two things, right? You have okay, so it came out and then there's actually three things. Okay, so it's called The Suicide Squad. Okay. Suicide Squad bomb. Bomb. Nobody liked it. It's right? horrible. It, it was it's horrible. Garbage. It sucked. Yeah. So now you're coming out uh, with the Suicide Squad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I like Adam Beach in the first one, even though he dies within like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, okay, but but overall that movie sucked, right? And I don't it, even remember that movie. And like overall, people didn't like it. I like so, the I like the character design in that movie. I'm not gonna like knock it. I like like the Will Smith, the witch, like, the witch. The yeah, I like weird, I like the character like, design though. There's like a, a lot of witches in comics, man. Sojourn and shit yeah, like that. Come yeah. on, my guy. Okay, so anyway, the first movie sucked, and now they they pretty much called it the same thing with just the in the beginning. So there's that. That's one. Two is COVID, right? And it's that's a, my biggest thing. Is yeah. like there was a big flare up right now, so like right people now aren't big. going back to the. Movies. Hey, there's four yeah. things, right? So that's number two. Three is you have it on HBO Max, and it's like so easy just to watch. Yeah, yeah. accessibility. Number four is there was a shooting at the Purge movie, and like for me, like I was like, okay, that's not going to be a big deal. But like I've seen, I've talked to yeah. two people. No. Honestly, I feel like not a lot of people are talking about. No, the, I've, the, I've talked to shot. two people, and I was very surprised. Two two different different people. They're like, "Oh yeah, you hear about that shooting?" Like, yeah, like yeah, I've I'm, only heard about that shit on online. And they're like, "I'm not going to the movies for a while." And yeah. I was like, "Like what?" Like, it, and it took me by surprise. And like I was like, "Okay, maybe that might be a factor because like I I would have never thought that this person you know would have that would be like uh, a determining factor for him going to the movies." Yeah, and because somebody got shot. 
so that's like four things against it, you know? And, uh, but I mean, HBO doesn't like release her numbers. So like, we don't really know how uh, yeah. many people saw on HBO, yeah. but overall the box office was not that great. And the thing Correct. is, is like, I don't understand why these, these studios project, oh, we're going to make $35 million off this. And if you don't make it, it's like, why even project it? Like, but why are you bringing up all this? I'm just saying because it kind of hinders, like, like in Hollywood, like the whole thing about it is like it didn't do good. That's like the whole, like, it's like a cloud over that movie because it didn't do good. From what I've heard, it's like done amazingly critically. So like that's all. Critically, it's it's that's amazing, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, there's an asterisk because it's like it didn't correct. Do good, that know? I will I will agree with you on that. Yes, and it's kind of like sucks for James Gunn because it's like correct. there's all these factors again. I love the movie. I, I don't think it sucks for James Gunn because he's still gonna get work. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because and this is his like he got fired from Marvel. Then he came and did this movie and it's critically acclaimed. And then now Marvel came. It's and critically like, acclaimed by people that wanted to see the movie. I will say that because really? like a lot of like the comic book fans that were like or James Gunn fans are like he should take over the DC universe. Period. End of story. You know, what ah, I mean? Zack Snyder, man. I still I'm still a fan. I'm not, but uh, but you know what? I'm I'm with Mitch. I love Man of Steel. Yeah, man, it was good, dude. Uh, Batman versus. Superman. All right, we don't have to get off topic here. That's right. not. We're not arguing about movies. We will go down to the death for just like how good was Suicide Squad. You know That's what, dude? Movie. DC has a bad name, but when you got James Gunn and fucking uh, Zack Snyder on your team, you're good, dude. Anyways. You know, my favorite part of the movie was that uh, towards the end where the 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 guy with the, the dots, the, dot? the dots, Polka dot man, like he kills his mom. Oh when, yeah, like, yeah, dude. So that's, it's your mother. Yeah, I mean that was the best bit of the whole movie. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah, the, the, like you see his mother, like oh, yeah, that, that was, was the so. Best bit of the dude, movie. there was so many good things about that movie. Yeah. To me, like the way the movie started off, it got me. It's like they just. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. I don't. I'm not gonna and spoil like, I, it. Like, yeah, but... and like I talked to somebody recently that did not like that at all. And they were really, like, why? Because they liked all those characters. And yeah, so, but. And so they were like, oh, I want it like Boomerang Man and I want it, you know, like, yeah. the, you know, all, whatever. I, I mean, spoil it, but I, like, I like that they acknowledged it, but then he's like, okay, I'm doing my own thing now. Yeah. And the other scene that I loved was when they go into that campsite. Oh, oh they're oh, killing dude, all the people. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, man. And it's super uh, It's violent. just fun. It's yeah. fun. Like it's, it's good, man. And like. I highly recommend it. it. It's it is for me like a trauma movie with a high like a high budget trauma movie because it's crazy. Like I mean, you're literally taking the words out of my mouth. That's yeah. like exactly what I thought. When we left, I was like trying to explain to him. I'm like, this is basically a trauma movie, but with like a, a five hundred million dollar budget. Like and I love the sentiment that he keeps with that. Like I was telling him, like, you know, like only a trauma movie would have a joke about buttholes. Yeah, exactly. And they'd be oh, like yeah. ultimately uh, about starfish or buttholes or whatever. And then ultimately be like the end is gonna be like uh Harley Quinn's gonna like javelin through a fucking starfish in the middle of it and then just explode it from the inside, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't know, like it's so gross, like a trauma movie, but it, like I, I don't know, it just I, I don't know how to describe it other than like he keeps the spirit of a trauma movie, but it's like a, a million dollar, mo- like a hundred million dollar movie. Like, can, huh. can you guys explain to me, which I don't know, and maybe like our three viewers, what that means? Trauma a trauma movie? movie? I don't know was, what that, uh, I've never, I don't know what so that the is. So the most famous trauma movie of all time, which are remaking is Toxic Avenger. And it's just basically like the most exploitative, uh, That's the gross easiest trauma movie to like explain yeah but like i was trying to tell him you know there's like uh tromeo and juliet oh, kabuki yeah. man kabuki uh, man dude that's, uh, what was kabuki thanksgiving sick, what's dude. thanksgiving what's the my favorite? killing thing that's my favorite trauma movie of all time like 
But they're just like these exploitation movies that like take movies to the brink of what you think they are impossible. Like, um, but it's on a shoestring budget. You know what I mean? It's like this guy yeah. made over like uh, 75 films. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman. He comes out in the movie. He plays one of the guys in the bar. I turned to you and I was like, that's Lloyd Kaufman. You're like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> He's in all of James Gunn's movies. But um, yeah, it's just like. It's this guy who had the sentiment in the 70s and 80s to be like, I'm going to make movies in New York for a shoestring budget, and they're, I'm going to make it for a specific audience, the midnight crowd audience. And like they made all these fucking movies from the 70s to now. Like They're still churning out movies. And like they just came out with uh, Return to Nukem High not too long Dude, ago. And that movie's it, or crazy. They have a movie called Surf Nazis. It's like all is these it? like really gnarly movies that they make on shoestring budgets. But the thing is like a lot of... People have gone through the ranks of this because, like, it's a Joe in, Hill. It's like an, I mean, Joe Lynch. It's like an. Yeah. In, it's not necessarily an in, but it's like it's a it's a gateway to get into the film industry. So, like, a lot of people that we like are like went into the trauma universe to get to where they are now. So is but, this like a grindhouse kind of? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's just like it keeps those same sentiments, but like as a big film. Like I told you, like that gag of like only gags like w- would be like that in like either low budget films. Or like trauma movies where it's like Idris Elba like gets to the top of the the tower and he keeps dropping like he's yeah. just dropping to you think it's gonna stop at three levels and he goes like ten levels you know what I mean like the starfish gag the the whole gag where you just said where it's like these guys run through they make it all cinematic they're in slow mo killing everybody like Rambo yeah. and you realize at the end I was like you killed the wrong fucking people man <laughs> yeah. just the fact that they have polka polka dot man Boom. in a movie is like. They show the weasel's and dick. He, they, they show the weasel's dick. I still haven't seen that. But. It's like, and they did Polka Dot Man fucking uh, brilliantly. Brilliantly. Yeah, it was so good, man. Yeah, it's so good. Like, he's such like a throwaway character, but like, they made it. I mean, like, all the suicide is his throwaway character. Yeah, but they made him like, oh. And it my goes God, to show dude. you, you know what I mean? Even the Guardians of the Galaxy, I have no, like, I That's don't like know. That's like a stepping stone. This, I, don't, I, I don't know a lot about the Guardian Galaxy when it comes to comic book writing. Like, yeah. I don't know that storyline. But like, he made it a fucking uh, franchise, and like, he's going to do the same thing with Suicide Squad. It goes to show you that he can like direct the shit out of a fucking big budget yeah. movie like that. Like, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I, I would recommend it to everybody and i love ratcatcher too yeah, yeah I, no cool. no 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 no. he he loves ratcatcher oh like like you want to marry her yeah i don't know about that but. okay if you say something if she came to you and said he didn't want to you. say that in a public i'm forum, married but. yeah i get it i get it but it is what it is man amberly shout out to you she ain't gonna listen to this <laughs> what a girl then why are you afraid dog tell the truth <laughs> tell the truth dude you never know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, you guys got crazy. anything else to say about the Suicide Squad? Yeah, actually, I do, dude. Go ahead. So, so, so Sylvester Stallone, right? He's Suicide Squad. He made, didn't know until like halfway through the movie that that's really Stallone. Okay, so so he played the the shark, right? So he does the acting, but he's the, had a number one movie in every century. But yeah, the motion control years. guy, the motion like the one that they did was uh, the guy from New Girl. What do you mean? So, like, you know, they have someone, like... Oh, the physical actor. Around. The physical actor was the guy, you know, that tall dude that came out in the movie. Which one? Where you're, like... Oh, Steve Agee. Yeah, he... Oh, okay. He, he's the physical actor. Got it, okay. But I didn't Stallone know is, didn't like... Know yeah. Good to know. Okay, so Suicide Squad made Stallone, like, have six... Like, in 60 years, every decade, he has a number one movie. Yeah. 
So like, okay, so I have them written. Sixty years. It, every yeah. decade, he every has decade. a number one movie. So like in the eighties, like Tango and Cash. The nineties was like Demolition. Okay, Man. so look, I have them written down here. So if you guys want, if you, you want to read them real quick, real yeah, quick. yeah, okay. feed it to me. So nineteen seventy. What do you guys think? Rocky. Rocky. Okay. Okay. Nineteen eighty. Over the top. A lot. Rambo. Oh, Rambo. First Rambo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nineteen ninety. Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. No, it's two thousand. Yeah. Drive. Uh, no. Cliffhanger. Drive. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's the number one. Okay, 2000 was driven, like right. what you said. Okay. Okay. 2010. I don't know. Expendables. Oh, oh shit. man. Yeah. I was gonna say Judge Dredd, but that's like early that's 90s, 90s, right? Yeah. yeah. And the 2020 Suicide Squad. That's fucking nuts, dude. That's 60 crazy. years. It's crazy. No like, Guardians in there. No Guardians. He's not in Guardians. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh huh. Oh man. Guardians too. But I think that's in the same decade as Suicide Squad. Correct. Okay. So. Yeah. Was, yeah, so it's it's insane, dude. Sixty years and like every decade you have a number one movie. Like what other like I don't know, it's crazy. Arnold? No. Not anymore. No, 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 no. Not anymore. No. But yeah, that's insane. He did, but not anymore. Paul Newman? He's uh RIP. No, but I mean he but had sixty years of of a career. He might have though. Paul Newman might have. Makes some good ass dressing though. It's not like uh, Sylvester said he's the only one. He just said I'm thankful to have a number yeah. one movie within these decades. It's insane, man. That's pretty cool. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Like I said, I recommend the movie highly to anybody highly that watches it. It's yeah. very enjoyable, very fun. Flew by. Uh, I had to take a Dukes in my showing, but it is what it is. <laughs> I have a question for HMX. you. Yeah. So uh, what are what are Mitch's picks this week? What do you mean? Like, what do you recommend? Movies. Oh, upcoming movies. Um, that you haven't seen yet, but, you, but you're looking forward to this week. I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, I know what movies I'm going to see. There Are was, you going to see Flag Day? Yeah, it's okay. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much, bro. That's the movie that I... Uh, I want to watch that. Flag Day? Yeah, that's, Flag Day. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the movie that I was I was trying to think in my head why you gave me that question, and I couldn't... Like, I was I saw the picture. I saw Sean Penn. I saw everything, but I couldn't think of what it was called, and that's yeah. the movie I want to see this week. Uh, that and the Alvin Ailey documentary. But okay. I think that come, uh, I, that's been out. I just want to go see it. I haven't had a chance to see it. Alvin Ailey is a black choreographer, uh, New York Ballet, super famous... Uh, black dancer um it's just a documentary about his life but flag day uh more specifically is the movie that uh it's uh sean Penn's return to acting and directing um i mean if it's anything like into the wild i'm in it's nothing like it but it looks pretty i mean fucking i'm gnarly. saying like it looks pretty gnarly it looks like his earlier work that like movie a got me in the in the crossing guard so uh basically uh sean penn plays a father who is a counterfeiter and it's about his life it's about the it's his, it's through his daughter's eyes of like growing up with like a criminal father. Oh wow! And it's his and, uh, actual daughter, no? Isn't yes, it? yes, it is. Which I'm kind of scared, but yes, it is his actual daughter. He may not have the Hawk gene. Ethan Hawke's daughter, <laughs> great, great actress. I don't know about uh, the Pen daughter, but um, yeah, that's the movie I really want to see this week. It's uh, his return to form. It had the premiere last week at the. It was the uh, inaugural movie for the opening of the Thanks. Los Feliz Three. And so it kicked off the American Cinematheque opening, reopening of the Los Feliz 3. And uh, it releases uh, this weekend. Uh, but yeah, it's about a counterfeiter and his daughter and their relationship through time. He plays like uh, from the 80s to like now. He goes to jail, comes back, gets out of jail, shit like that. But yeah, I just good. started watching the clips for it like this past week. Looks really good. I really want to see it. It looked good. Yeah. It looked good. But it comes cool. out. I'll check it out. That sounds awesome. But yeah. 
I think that's a good place to end this episode, Hell guys. Yeah. This is a gut buster. It's the extra heavy episode 50th, baby. Slam on the brakes. Stop and listen to everything, baby. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this pod. Ralph, thanks for coming on as always. Ruben, thanks for being uh, the pod partner. My guy, uh, here's to 50 more. Uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. I will see you when I see you later. Later. Bye.